Um, we started, what was it? 313? 314? 312? 312? What do you mean 312? The patch? Oh, right. That we the, started? The patch that we came in to start you, I, I guess you played 312. Because I didn't yeah. play 312, and I joined just yeah, after yeah. you. But why did we even? Let's let's go even further back. Why did we join Diverse? Because that's quite an interesting story. And I think we've always been able to tell folks like a glimpse of it. But, you know, you never want to linger too much. But this is our podcast. We can linger as much as we want and talk about all the things we like. Exactly. <laughs> so how how did we meet? Let's start there. Because you were racing something in a in a certain game. Oh yeah, so that that's probably the beginning of all this. So this would have been yeah. what three years ago now, almost. I don't know. I was uh, hopping back into Elite Dangerous for the first time in a long time, and uh, I stumbled across this across this thing where these guys were doing this scarab racing in the the ground. For anybody who knows, that's a, the ground vehicle in Elite at the time. It was the yeah. only one, and I was like, that thing is a turd. I don't even know if I want to do that, but <laughs> eh, this looks kind of cool. I'll give it a try. So I dig into that. Ended up meeting Black Maze, who was hosting and running that entire event. And uh, yeah. it kind of just started from there, from all that time of racing over in Elite. But you got to think about it, right? Because um, in the end, I mean, I won't have come back to Elite much sh uh, shorter than you did. Because I obviously came back to Elite with the intention of hosting that, that championship, right? Like, I wasn't playing it before that. So you came back. I would, well, probably at the same time as me. And then you learned about the whole cup or the championship shortly after. Um, and it was a lot of fun. And it was pure ground racing. I mean, if you can call it that, considering that we were bouncing the uh, scarab around like, a, I don't know, ping pong ball, maybe. <laughs> ping pong ball with thrusters. <laughs> yeah, like a, like a moon rocket with wheels or something. I don't know. It was... It was definitely not what I expected. I expected going in, it was going to be some little like Jeeps rolling across the ground slowly and dude, stuff. Dude, that and was I go the intention. And I get my ass kicked. That yeah. was the intention. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Like, I mean, we shouldn't linger too much on the elite stuff because we will end up talking forever about the good old days. Well, actually, they're not necessarily so much the good old days because you said to me, come into Star Citizen. It is an actual game now and it is actually pretty good. And I went into it. With the with, with the expectation that flight handling was going to be crap and very simple, you know, like because I had seen videos of Star Citizen and, you know, I, I always had an open mind to the project. I never like dismissed Star Citizen or anything, but I always thought and from the videos that I saw that it was going to be a, a very boring experience where thruster balances weren't in there yet and it was all like a very arcade even more simple than elite uh flight model but then i came in and i was like oh my god i never want to leave again it was so good because what was your experience with the whole flight model and everything just before i joined if you will yeah so i actually uh, pledged star citizen several years before that right i think mm -hmm. it was even before i came back to elite that last time so i had a Tiny bit of experience, but I came in with a lot of people where I probably rolled in like a free fly week or something like that. It was super buggy, super unstable. So I gave it a try and I was like, oh, yeah, this is kind of cool, but this is a pain in the ass to play. So I'm not going to really yeah. give it a try. So mm -hmm. I didn't give it a real try until the Odyssey debacle, of course. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to dig into this thing, see what it's got. And as I spent like 
two weeks solid instead of like one day tinkering with it. I was like, holy shit, the flight model is amazing, actually. And there's all this stuff going on. Joey, you got to come try this. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, no, I feel you. And I'm glad you did. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you kept pulling because, uh, I mean... I don't really do anything else other than Star Citizen when it comes to, to, to PC gaming at the moment. Um, when we came to Star Citizen and we started flying around, we wanted to race. Like, we we wanted to race and we knew about Arena Commander. And I'd, I'd been flying my, my Pletch ship, the Aurora, in Arena Commander thinking, dude, this is awesome. But it is very limited, right? And in Elite, we were doing more. We had uh kind of a scene it was small but we had a scene and that wasn't really a thing yet in star citizen honestly we can say we had folks i'm sure we had splen and Seder. you know these guys were already doing lots of arena commander stuff i don't want to uh dismiss what they were doing but there wasn't a scene with people meeting up in the verse that was kind of public more than like a guild or just an organization right like did you what were your thoughts on that when just before we started out? Yeah, it was the same thing coming in. Like I didn't anticipate wanting to start something or put something together. I just wanted to race. But looking around, there was stuff like I knew the Damar rally was going on. So some of that stuff with yeah. Atmo. But yeah. I couldn't find anything where it was kind of like we had with Elite Racers and that back in Elite where it was like this is a group of guys that just want to race all the time. So we had like yeah, basically weekly or monthly racing events going on. There was nothing like that. So... That's when we started having the conversation like, man, this doesn't really exist over here, at least not that we can find. So maybe we're just going to have to build it ourselves. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Quick shout out to uh, Strauss, who's back listening. Uh, and uh, we are two idiots. Uh, they were also listening into the Black Sky Legion podcast yesterday. That's what we were on. So a big welcome and thank you for joining us. One cosplay gamer. I'm glad you found your way to our new Twitch channel as well. Um, because for those that don't know, we had done a little bit of streaming before on my personal Black Black Maze uh, Twitch channel. We did the river race and we'll, we'll get into that later. Um, but the Extreme G Twitch channel is very new. So uh, share with your friends and uh, tell them about us and come join us. Um, but anyway, that, enough derailing to get back to the, uh, the, the Star Citizen racing scene. Like you said, there wasn't much. And now there is, right? Can, can we, let me ask you this and answer honestly. Can we say that we've helped create a scene that wasn't really there yet? Yeah, I don't I don't want to act like we're tooting our horn or taking full credit, but since we kind of started pushing this dude, the racing scene, not just XGR, but the racing scene in general in Star Citizen it has started popping off. It is everywhere and it yeah. is awesome. I, I don't remember who it was. It might have been Elix yesterday who mentioned as well that after people saw our river race, there were other guilds and communities who said, yeah, we need to do this with our community. We need to, we need to go and do something. Hey, shout out to Splen. Thanks for joining. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so happy that Splen is here, right? Because uh, talking about Splen, Splen is somebody who has lots of world records on the Arena Commander tracks. Uh, I know that, you know, if there's ever a link to a video for Arena Commander, it's, it's Splen's videos. So I'm so happy that he's here with us as well to, to race and uh, uh, like tackle the Atmo stuff because there is no atmosphere stuff in, in Arena Commander. So that's uh, that's a lot of fun. Um, anyway, help me get back on track here, Sashas. Uh, so we were talking about 
uh, kind of where XGR has come. Um, so basically, since we started, we've done a whole bunch of different racing events, kind of one-off stuff, right? Mm-hmm. We've done a bunch of track building and then also testing those tracks with actual racing events. Um, we did tested a bunch of formats, trying to see what works over here, right? Mm-hmm. We enjoyed the, the benefits of no instancing and all being able to just oh. connect to a, a server and stuff. Oh so all this gosh. has kind of been leading up to what was our end, uh, our our, uh, our goal in the end, which we've been talking about, I don't know, for probably 10, 11 months now, yeah. which was we're going to do a big championship. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because when we started XGR and we did these cups or these individual races, I think there were like two major, mm, there were three things that we had to do. We had to design tracks because you can't have a championship or a cup without sufficient tracks and there wasn't anything so we really had to create them and so every single race we hosted was specifically to test out a track see if people liked it and if it was viable if there were you know hidden challenges that we hadn't uh considered yet and then there was the whole format of our races because we had a format in Elite Racers. There were a couple of different formats we used and we had to find out exactly what would work for us in Star Citizen. And uh, yeah, then it was just a matter of creating the cup and finding the right time to do it. Uh, the first race is the 28th of May. Just as Invictus is ending, we didn't intend that. <laughs> and it'll maybe put some extra stress on the whole server situation, but... Uh, it's cool nonetheless. We'll take it, right? Yeah, exactly. I like you said. It, it might uh, add a little bit of challenge, but uh, we'll just use it as part of like the hype, right? Everyone can yeah. go enjoy Invictus, and then at the tail end, we'll kick off, kick off the Stand Cup. Yeah, dude. which is the most exciting part of Invictus in my mind. But you know, you know what I'm I love glad. so much when we started XGR. Um, Again, a shout out to Black Sky Legion. For me personally, at least, when I started in Star Citizen and I did the Why Play Elite videos, um, you know, for anybody that doesn't know, I, I uploaded a couple of videos about my first experience coming from Elite to Star Citizen. And I uh, very controversially titled them Why Play Elite. And uh, Black Sky Legion had a very uh, active Star Citizen community. And these guys have been so welcoming and 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 friendly and joining me and helping out and and coming in so when we started xgr we did an opener event you remember that asashas we had the uh it was awesome we had a whole different variety of of ground racing and ship racing and effort and, and everything and from that moment on we just saw new people joining in new faces there's been an amazing amount of people joining us haven't there absolutely and one of the cool things is uh and we were probably going to talk about this a little bit later too, but is the the crowd that we've had kind of trickle in Yeah. over the last 10, 11 months, we've really got to watch a lot of guys kind of build, build their skill set. Mm-hmm. We had, we had some guys yeah. come in that were just basically newbies at the kind of the flight model and, and being fast. And now some of those guys are, are competing for like pro main wins. Yeah. So, so that's been really exciting to not only see like people tricking it, trickle in, but people actually go through just the races and, and work with each other and, get so much better at uh, flying in star citizen i think one of our concerns in the beginning was like how is the competitive level going to be you know are there enough people at a high skill level um but then if there are is that going to be like this really big gap you know between just two guys really fast and nobody else but like you said everybody has been raising that bar and kind of like compressing that 
you know, those guys that were already good, they're still at the top and that's okay. But everybody is getting like really close. And I think now that we are at a point where when we go into a cup, you don't know who's going to win because there are so many dynamics, you know, the track, the ship, uh, the person, their input method, you know, there's just so much that can happen that even the fastest guy isn't secure for a win anymore. Oh yeah. That's, that's one of the, the, the big things too, is, uh, especially when we t talk about championship racing versus doing single one-off events like yeah. we've been doing consistency becomes so much more part of that equation. So that's going to be really interesting to see that, you know, maybe you got a fast guy, but maybe he crashes all the time, right? DNFs aren't going to rack you up a lot of championship points, even yeah. if you're, you know, trying to push for a win. So even Numinos could win a race. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> We've seen it before where everybody dies besides one guy. This actually happened uh, two weeks ago when I was racing at the, the uh, SCR cup uh, mm -hmm. the first first main event everybody died except me and i limped it across with a single wing like it happens mm -hmm. yeah yeah i feel you anyway we love you Numi. i'm just uh poking fun at <laughs> yeah, you absolutely so and then big shout out to uh bear commando in chat said xgr got me into starship racing that's that's awesome yeah. i thought you had been doing it before so that's really cool to learn mm -hmm. i think it's that's the thing right it wasn't here really so even people that might have had a curiosity for the ships and uh doing something else other than combat. I, I guess combat is probably the closest thing you get to racing because you are, uh, it's the closest you get to having really fine motor skills and, you know, uh, good control, uh, control over your ship and where you're going and where you're drifting and stuff like that. So yeah, I, it's, it, it only makes sense that people end up kind of shifting to, to racing, but anyway, podcasting. Now we're doing podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah strangely enough we have uh, uh for anybody that doesn't know like me and black maze have kind of talked about doing a podcast of some sort or form yeah. for i don't know years now just kind of looking for an opportunity and a reason to do it and uh with the stanton cup going on and having that as kind of a baseline of something we could cover on top of whatever else it just felt like the, the right time to to kick it off and we don't really know exactly where it's going to go we you know we very cheekishly titled it the extreme g podcast and i mean you can see right up top xgp it just it was like an open goal you know we had to uh it, it was never the intention and it doesn't need to be just our citizen racing it doesn't need to be just xgr um we love talking about many things star citizen related and maybe even something else here and there um but yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about whatever the hell we want, right? There's not really, uh, it's not just racing. We can, we can talk about anything. And, oh, and, yeah. and, and yeah, go. I was just saying cosplay gamer said podcasting during the race would be nice. We're actually, we'll be doing full commentary during the, every race of the Stan mm -hmm. cup. Mm -hmm. And then we'll be doing some format podcasting like this during the intermission periods and all that to basically discuss what went down storylines yeah. of the day, like what's going on. So definitely keep an eye out for that yeah that's the thing right uh we're gonna talk about the cup in a little bit but um the stanton cup is very much supposed to be like a broadcast event so every race is going to have us commentating we're gonna have the same stream team we had for the river race uh luigi race directing so we can focus on commentating bless his soul for uh, putting up with all of those pesky racers uh and then we have love you luigi <laughs> yeah a little bit and then we have uh, marble my better half she's going to be doing all the stream button pressing uh so basically 
if I have a cool shot, you're watching my stream. If Osashis has a cool shot, you're watching his stream. Uh, if uh, a racer has a cool onboard or is chasing someone down, you know, you're going to be in the limelight. So this is a shout out to people like Splen and every, everybody else here that that uh, plans to uh, to race. Hopefully all of you. Um, please do share your screen, you know, in the Discord when you're in the voice. If you can just throw us a screen share, uh, we'd like to capture your perspective. Um, and that can only increase the level of excitement if you will yeah, absolutely and cosplay mentioned uh seeing some of the the pilots chatting yada yada will and we'll be pulling people in for interviews and, oh yeah I yeah mean, all sorts of stuff like that right so there'll be plenty of that absolutely so going one step back right standard cup is coming up but one step back we had the river race um and that was we talked about this a little bit on black sky legion as well uh so for those listening in again this some of this might be a bit of a repeat but to summarize, the river race uh, was a reaction to the fact that we now have a river on Microtech. Um, we didn't really know what to expect of this river, but it turned out to look a lot better than you might expect from a first iteration. Um, we had multiple people encouraging that we do something because we had Elix saying like, come on, XGR is going to be the first one to host something. So of course we said, Okay, probably we should. Um, but then we also had Will Hain. Will Hain, for those that don't know, is the uh, CIG engine programmer responsible for all of the, the tech uh, that generates the river. He said in a CIG interview, I wonder how fast people can go up and down on this river. So we immediately set out to invite him to come and join us uh, and uh, watch the race with us. And that was awesome. And a quick shout out then to Data Machine, because he won that race. He won the pro and it was exciting. So if you haven't seen, there's a recap video. You can you can see all of the uh, the action. And then we had a prize. He won a whole A, uh, the newest ship released by CIG at that point. Not anymore. I guess it's the Scorpius now, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. Or the, the Drake, uh, what's it called? Mule, if you will take that into consideration too um but yeah again we had that stream team uh how did you experience the shift osashas from our previous streams and races and uh, hosting to how we did it at the river race with the whole team i mean i it was awesome from our perspective i like we're still it's going to be a little bit of learning curve even going forward to try to squeeze every bit of awesome that we can out of this. But uh, the fact that we could focus more on the broadcast and commenting and commentating, all that kind of stuff was just such a godsend for so that the help that we got from Marble and Luigi to to mm -hmm. run this and like we're going forward. Uh, it's super, super invaluable. Yeah. Going on the, the river racing, though, I mentioned this last night. Um when I first saw the river, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. But then people are talking about race and I'm like, dude, this is, uh, I don't know. This is going to be kind of lame. And I was a hundred percent wrong. Cause that was absolutely awesome. The racing was super tight. We had tons of crazy crashes and passes. I mean, it couldn't have gone any, any better. It was super, super exciting. And again, it was only for, for a majority of it. It was possible because of the network improvements, right? We yeah, saw, absolutely. Like in all of our previous races, there have been many ghost collisions where one guy crashed and the other guy would say, I never saw you. I was behind you, <laughs> you know, something like that. Uh, and it just ended up being network. One guy's 
further ahead than the other but on the other guys see you see the other guy ahead and the other guy further back and the distance between the us and eu you know even opened that gap up further and now that's just gone like it's just it's miraculous almost how close it is you know we had we've done plenty of formation flying now just a kind of like put the tech to the limit and see what we can do and we would ask each other how far do you see me away from you and if you flew next to each other even eu and us you saw each other next to each other you could look out the window and you could wave and that is just i I never expected that we would get this as early as we got it probably i would have expected that we would get this during like server meshing or something like that you know like that it would part of all it would be part of all those network improvements never would i expected it now but that's yeah that's just dope should we talk I was about seriously i was seriously amazed by it though man like they said that they were doing some working on that and i expected like all right it'll be a little bit better when we're flying next to each other i'll only be 50 meters back instead of 200 or 300 yeah. like we were before and holy shit, they went from zero to 100 to probably one of the best, if not the best network interpolations at those speeds for global. Yeah. Like, like, because we have dudes, we have dudes in Australia, we have guys in Europe, we have guys in America, we have guys uh, in the Middle East, all over yeah. the place. Yeah. And the fact that you can yeah. have all of that and have it interpolated so good to where the racing, like we can't even tell. It's- that's amazing. So point out to all you racers no more excuses because yeah, uh, nobody's right. dying from desync anymore <laughs> but that's the that's the thing right like compare this to like a game like i racing where you've got serious esports sim racing stuff going on and everybody knows how important it is with racing with close proximity racing that you have reliable network tech and that there is you know the right kind of interpolation and stuff like that to make it smooth and not janky or juttery and the f- again i'm just repeating myself the fact that we have this now in star citizen and it's not even intended for racing you know it's just it's global uh it it just improved everything including our river race where we had bear commando and data machine and diplo all just swapping back and forth it was awesome hey infused shout out to uh, osash's brother nice for him to join us as well yeah good so, to have you so should we talk about a standing cup a little bit yeah, let's a get little into bit, it. Let's a little it. bit. Let's talk about the Stanton Cup a whole lot because there is a lot to talk about. Do you want to take it away and just, I don't know, give everybody some details maybe? Yeah, so I mean, a lot of people are already going to know, but we'll just do kind of a quick, uh, mm-hmm. we're doing 11, 11 races. There's basically one race a month. We're going to be skipping through the holidays this year. So going all the way until the 29th of April next year. So we've got six, uh, six Atmo courses, five zero G courses. So there's a good split. And then a lot of these courses, like I said, these have been race tested. These are courses we've raced before. So people will, uh, probably already have some kind of familiarity with them. There's some tight technical stuff. There's more wide open stuff. There's basically all sorts of variety. Every single, no, sorry. I was going to say something that isn't right. I'm going to say Eight out of 11 tracks we've tested with the community already. I'm looking right now. Do, 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 or do, do, nine do. out of 11. There's Kovalex Circuit that we haven't ran yet and might actually have some changes with security zones that might be an issue we need to look at still. And the other one is uh, Ambitious Dream Course we haven't raced with the community. because yeah, Those are the only two, I believe. Yeah, they're designs that we did together. And there just hasn't been enough time to kind of 
put a race out. Like it's just a, a matter of time. Was there another one? No, no, I'm looking through them right now and everything else has at least had like a community race or something go on mm-hmm. in it. So, yeah, that's the other amazing part. We've got Rush Hour at, at our corp uh, designed by Sharkbait. Uh, and then with the help of the community, we finalized it because that's what we do. We do these track design days and just have fun, hang out and create tracks. And Sharkbait created Rush Hour and we're not using it for the Stanton Cup because we are already one over with Atmo tracks, I believe, or is it 50? Yeah, it's one over, yes, right? Yeah, one over. So we couldn't, we just couldn't do any more Atmo tracks. But then you've got Steve, Steve CC is like, all right, let's go and do a little uh, impromptu event, you know, the day after the uh, the first race. Let's get together for an unofficial race with the XGR community and, and let's hang out and run, run Pisces through that track. And I love that so much that we've got members in the community feeling comfortable enough to just host their own events and have fun and get together. And that's always been the intention with XGR for it to be like a racing hub. And uh, anyway, I'm on a tangent again. We're talking about the Stanton Cup. Here I go, right? <laughs> See, this is what happens. No, it's all good. This is what happens when nobody good, keeps me in check. Um, anyway, <laughs> you, you were talking about uh, tracks. What about ships? Did you tell everybody about the ships or... Yeah, so uh, okay. so this this entire series is limited to the racing variants, right? It's the M50, the 350R, P72, the Mustang Gamma, and the Razor. That's the base Razor. What's your favorite? So what's what's your favorite out of these? That's oh, a shitty question, well, I mean, isn't it? That, the, that, ra- the Razor, obviously. But <laughs> why why is it your favorite? Why is it your favorite? Dude, just the way the way she flies, it's just beautiful. It's not it's not like a hard cut like an old school like P fifty two. It's not ridiculously drifty or uh, unwieldy, but it drifts enough that you can just you can stick that. You and can what, stick is that ass fa- right the what is your what is your slide around? What is your favorite location to race the razor? Oh, dude, that's only one right answer. Yeah, I mean, at this point. It's got to be, it's, it would have been something else before, but at this point it's got to be the club track, man. Really? Yeah. It's so much fun there. Yep. (laughs) What do you, what do you, what what did you think I was going to say? The snake pit. The snake pit is so good. And that would have been my answer, man. But club track has taken over my heart. That, that place is just mad fun. Uh, There's something magical about the snake pit though. There it's. The way, like it, Sater said this, I'm stealing his words. It it really feels like someone like designed that stamp with this in mind, you know? And it is, I remember you and I were track hunting um, and we, we were just scouting moons. Um, uh, I think we went down to Clio and we kind of, we were on the, on the, on the, on the verge of giving up. Like, yeah, we can't really find anything here because we were flying random. Um, and then we found the snake pit and we started looking at it, running laps, finding tracks and, and ended up with the snake pit. And then we look around with the quantum drive and oh my God, there's an outpost eight clicks away. You know, like it was, it was meant to be, it was absolutely meant to be. And, um, yeah, the razor on that track is just so flowy. It's low app, it's low density atmosphere. So you have Atmo, but it's, it's weak enough that you have an incredible speed uh and she drifts like you say but not too much uh and it's it feels perfect so why do you choose the club track now over the snake pit and splen as well apparently he's saying he he loves the club track with the razor there's there's two corners right that that come into this equation so on snake pit it's drifter's paradise which anybody doesn't know that's this big drifty corner where you basically do like probably like a 280 degree 
turn to come back on, and that feels incredible. Yeah. On the club track, there's, and I'm blanking on the name, so I apologize. After the start finish, you go up and you loop between the antennas and you drift back, back down through the building. You like that one? It's like this, dude, that turn in the Razor is I hate it. so freaking fun because it's not only a flat like drift corner, it's also like an up and then down banked corner. It's hard to explain, but there's just so much geometry that's going on there that it makes it an absolute delight to just drift around and then nail. So huh. much fun. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I I guess you've sp- you've sp- spun more laps around the club track than I have, I think, and that that may give you like an edge in terms of what you prefer. Um anyway, Stanton Cup. So we've got the ships. Uh we we have the signups. We we can see what people what ship people are going to fly. And I'll tell you, it's an interesting mix. I don't know if you've looked at it. I've looked at the little. I, I haven't in a while, so I'm actually there, curious on this. I'm not gonna. I don't think I should spill the beans because it should be everybody should fly what they want without, uh, you know, feeling like they have to fly anything. Because every ship, well, I mean, Mustang Gamma is probably gonna suck, but anyway, everything else is is really gonna be on a pretty good level where, with where we are in three seventeen now. But there is one ship that is picked quite a bit more than the others. Interesting. All right. <laughs> which, All ship right. That, which ship that is, uh, people will have to see. And uh, someone asked earlier if you if signups are still open. You answered it in chat, Osasha. Yes, the signups are still open. You can sign up. And also, if you sign up now with one ship, you can change your sign up at any time. So it's okay if you don't know yet and, you know, you just pick an M50 or something. Um uh, up until 24 hours before the event start. That's the deadline, 24 hours. So you can make changes and do whatever you want. So yeah, at, at, at that 24 hour mark, once you have committed to a ship, that's what you have to race all day long for that. Exactly. For, for that, that race, race day. Yeah. Cause that's the thing with the cup. You can pick any ship for any day. Um, you know, you can pick your favorite Atmo racer and you can pick your favorite, uh, zero G racer staying on ships for just one second. What's your favorite between, in zero G, the M50 and the P72. Dude, that's such a hard question because I actually really love both. I love how different they feel too, even though they both kind of play out really close in the wash. It, I mean, some people could argue that the P72 is probably slightly better, but then, damn, dude, like if you fly the M50 right, taking advantage of its much stronger retros, taking advantage of some of the agility it has that the P-72 doesn't while trying to overcome the P-72's really strong mains. Splen is shaking uh, his they're head. They're both really close. Splen is going, no, 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 no. Probably, <laughs> man. But, but I, I, I think the flight style, so as far as like fun to fly, I think the M50 for me is a little bit more fun. But both of them are really, really great ships in Zero-G. I know, man. I, I love this so much about them. And we'll have to see where things balance in the future. Of course, zero G is the easiest to balance because you've just, you know, without atmosphere, all you have is math strengths in, in whatever direction and rotational speed. Um, and I love the difference. I've said this in chat many times. I love the difference between the M50 and the P72 because the M50 is more beginner friendly. Uh, and also it's more friendly for people without head tracking because like you said, stronger retros. So you can break while looking at where you're going. Whereas with a P72, you got a slingshot, you got a put your ass into it and really give it everything. And then look at Splen's videos, the way he's doing that. Like he's, you know, looking over his shoulder to kind of 
keep an eye on his vector while just trying to burn away from it as you would it's it's, it's the way to race in zero g if you ask me but y you need a good pair of head tracking toby i know splen uses toby uh you use uh, hack ir uh there's people yep. using track ir um yeah I mean, you can technically, like, get the timings down, do the guesswork, like, flip, and you're going to be totally blind, right? And you could technically make it work, but it's going to be a lot more difficult to do without without a head tracking solution in place, for sure. Yeah. So, continuing so on. Uh, yeah, go on. Let's talk a little bit about format, if you want to get into that, because this is yeah, a little dude. bit unique for the, the cup. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so, so basically, the way that uh, a race day is going to work is we'll start out, um, and we'll be right in the morning, uh, the morning of a day cycle. And we're going to do a number of heat races based on the amount of participants we have. We have that uh, bracketing info up in the in like in the rule book. So we'll go through those heat races, and everybody's in 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 these heats. But if you win, you sit out. You that means that you've um, you technically Secured. already qualified with a front row front row position for the main events later. So we'll go through these. The first winner of the first heat race gets a bonus two championship points. The winner of every subsequent heat race gets a bonus one championship point, and all of those heat race winners get a front row starting position for the main events. So after these heats conclude, we'll have an intermission. Um, we'll be doing things like interviews and some of this podcast post format stuff. After round three, we'll actually be uh, probably showcasing some ground racing series that's going to be going on in parallel with the championship, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. After that intermission, we'll come in and we're going to have three main events. Uh, this is for all the, the for, for the beans. So these three main events are scored on Olympic scoring. So say you come in first, you get one point, second, two points, yada, 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 yada. At the end of the day, at an end of those three main events, you want to be the lowest point scorer. And that will determine your overall race finishing position on the day. So that overall position determines how many championship points you earn. We so have really exciting stuff that way. We have 33 racers signed up right now. People were asking. <laughs> it's going to be a busy day. and uh, It's going to be popping. I think it's really good, uh, as you just explained, that we're going to have the two lines on the start finish, or what you call it, on the starting grade, uh, rather, yep. you know, where the, the, the winners are in front. So you will get a little bit of breathing from the guys that didn't make it. But the guys behind obviously still have every as much opportunity to win you just have a little bit of a, a gap to close and that gap is gonna kind of vary on track and space on the start grid we'll we'll kind of figure it out we're okay winging a, a little bit of that just to make sure that it's it's good for everybody right um and uh yeah goodbye frames says cosplay gamer that is gonna be something that's for sure but everybody will suffer equally uh as much as possible, uh, given, <laughs> given, given some hardware differences between people. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, the, that's the format. And, uh, did we talk prices? We didn't talk prices yet for the first race, did we? No, we haven't yet. Really let's, exciting. So let's, yep. let's, let's talk about some prices because we had prices secured for the cup in total. Um, if you come in first place, you win either a C2, which is awesome, or if CIG can step on it a little bit and finish this ship before our cup finishes, a liberator, a flying parking garage, because that is what every racer needs, a flying parking garage. 
I mean, a Hercules will do it, but a Liberator is a Liberator. <laughs> and it is just perfect for this. So we'll have to see how that goes. We've got, uh, like you mentioned earlier, uh, a really cool, uh, the, the wide mouse keyboard pads uh, with some nice XGR graphics. Still going to design, design these, so it's, it's not finished yet. Uh, but we're going to come up with something really cool. Um, uh, what, what else have we got for the cup again? We had for the second place, what did we have? Was it? We got a four four hundred i package for second place. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And then Which for third, for, very yeah, for, cool. For third place, we had. We're still. We we had a whole a. Was it a whole a? Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was a whole a. That's right. But then we said to ourselves, "What if somebody only wants to race three races at the cup? They're going to feel discouraged, right? Because they're never going to win the cup. There's not going to be enough points. Uh, how do we promote individual races as well and make it fun?" Uh, you know, for many racers, bragging rights is plenty. <laughs> and so it should be. <laughs> but we got to sweeten the pot. So for the first race, we have four ships to give away, but one we're securing for the audience. So we're going to give one away to the audience. That's a luxury version of the Razor. Because, you know, audience needs luxury. Uh, for the racers themselves, we've got a pool of three ships. We've got an M50, a 350R. We haven't really spoken about the 350R yet. And the Razor, the, the base version of the Razor. So the way it's going to work is first place finisher, you pick whichever of the three ships you want. You can pick. And then the second finisher, there's two ships left, you can pick. And the third place finisher gets leftovers. Um and that's freaking brilliant. And we're aiming to do the same for all the other racers, but uh, racer, races, but we can't promise anything yet, right? Yep, yep. We're, uh, we, it's definitely in the plans, but yeah, uh, we'll let everybody know more as that's going on. But we definitely want to sweeten the pot for every race if possible. Yeah, man. And Berkman was saying he's just excited to participate in the cup. And that is what it is all about. We, I think our ambitions grew as we were planning this thing because. First, we just wanted to create a racing scene. Then we wanted to create a cup. Then we had CIG on board to help us and support us. And they're so engaged and there are so many racers and people are, as we mentioned, you know, really stepping up their competitive level. And I think as things grew, our ambitions grew and we just wanted to do more. We wanted to make it more professional, more exciting. The stream team came together, you know, uh, Luigi, uh, Marble, yourself and myself. So, uh, yeah, dude, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. So be, uh, before we get off of the, uh, prizes topic, yeah. I think you might have something to show for oh, our championship prizes. God. I'd almost forget. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> all right. All right. Here's the moment. Here is the moment we've all been waiting for. In what order should I do this? Shall we start? Shall we, shall we start with third start, place? Start with, start with third. Yep. Yeah, all right. Way all up, right. Yeah. Okay. This is, this is a, what do you call it? A, a premiere. So. We got, we got trophies, but it's called the cup as well. Take that into consideration. You're going to see this first one and lighting in this room is, is kind of poor. So forgive me. Let's see where we are. This is the trophy for a third place finish. It is of a, a certain design. Looks like a. I don't know. Is it like a like a female with her arms up something? But it isn't it isn't bronze, right? This is actually gold with black on the inside. 
And uh, it says, let me let me see if I can get closer. And for, for those listening back, I'm holding up a trophy. It's gold, uh, black on the inside. It's uh, about half an arm's length. Uh, it's got the logo on the front. There we go, XGR. And then it's got, this is going to be blurry, I think, but it says third place, 2952 standing cup. I mean, Strauss, it's not actual gold. You, you realize it's not actual gold, right? <laughs> I mean, we're poor, okay? <laughs> Splen says you can drink from anything. That's right. Here is sec <laughs> second place trophy. This one is silver, as you would expect. Uh, same design, but silver, but on the inside. And excuse the lighting, because it's more—it's actually more spectacular than you can see right now. The inside is XGR blue. Yeah, sorry, Strauss. It's not real gold. Sorry to burst your bubble there. Anyway, XGR Blue, this one is just as freaking awesome. Second place. And here we go. If you win the Stanton Cup, you take home an actual cup that you can use to drink out of if you wanted to do so. Here it is. Ta-da! I'm waiting for an applause or something. It's kind of anticlimactic like this, but... Here we go. I can't push to talk and applaud and clap at the same time. <laughs> it's a cup. It's uh, <laughs> it it is silver in design, um, but it has blue on it. So XGR blue, of course. It's got a nice little XGR logo. It's got first place finish, and it's a cup, dude. It's a standing cup. If you win the cup, you get a cup. There we go. I told Maze earlier I'm no longer commentating. I want to compete. So yeah, I like the again the, the same design comes back here with the. The character or whatever with the arms up, it just kind of looks beautiful. There you go. All right. So there you have it. The three trophies we'll be giving away um, to the winners of the Stanton Cup. And I want to do a little bit of extra as well on Discord. We're going to have the, the Stanton Cup winner is going to get a cup icon, like a role icon behind your name and everything. Like that's the bragging rights we're all really doing it for. Um and dude, I'm so excited. Hell yeah, man. It's uh it's gonna I, be awesome to see how this plays out. I know I, I know if I was racing, man, I'd be trying my heart out for one of those. It's there's nothing cooler to stick on your desk than a really badass trophy that you won from you racing know, uh, spaceships. There's not many people in the world that can say they won a trophy from racing spaceships. That's the thing, isn't it? But you gotta you can't not have trophies. You've gotta have trophies. If you wanna make oh, it legit, yeah. you need trophies. At the very least, I'd wanna do trophies. Uh who have this who who designed them? I, I would love to tell you that they're unique, specially made trophies, but they're not. They are like prefab trophies that you can buy. Um it'd be it would be amazing to have, you know, star citizen models or something like that, but uh we're not there yet. We're not there yet. You can help us do that for the next cup. <laughs> exactly. You want to get into some, do you have more Stanton cup stuff you want to talk about? Um, and if there are questions in the chat, of course, uh, we would be happy to answer them. So feel free to throw us questions and we can, we can answer them. Do we want to talk about more cup stuff or do we want to save that for the following podcasts? Because like you mentioned, after every race, there will be a podcast in the preceding in yeah in the preceding week. No, in the following week, excuse me. Um, and we will then discuss all the results and everything that happened, and there will be lots to talk about. Um, Luigi is asking about the audience prize. Uh, it's the the Razer luxury version. We'll be giving that away to I would presume a random audience member, right? 
Yeah, yeah. So that, that's basically if you're if you're on Twitch and viewing uh, and chatting during the uh, first round of the Sand Cup, we could, we will just randomly select somebody that's a spectator, and they will be walking away with a Misk Razor LX package. Look at Luigi doing his due diligence in reminding us of all the things we should mention. We've got the rule book um, because the Stanton Cup does come with a rule book with lots of rules. And if you'd like to read the rule book, um, or if you're racing, you certainly should read the rule book. Um, you can find that on our website, racexgr.com. Uh, thank you, Asajj, for posting it. Um, that website has all the information. And if you do have questions that you want to take offline, you can just join us on Discord. That's where all the magic happens is anyway. Uh, has any CIG devs signed up? It's a good question. I don't think so. But I, that, I'm making an assumption now. I'll look this up while we chat. Um, let's not wait for it. Yeah, we uh, and Fuse said, I have a question. Is the reason that Osashes isn't racing because the amount of times he crashes during the race? That's <laughs> definitely possible. <laughs> yeah, I can dude. maybe talk and chew gum without falling on my face, but I definitely can't race a spaceship. You know what's funny, uh, Osashes? We have a third XGR founder, and uh, he's he's a hidden. He's a hidden member. You don't hear from him often. You don't hear, you know, he's not here very often, but he, he is a very special founder because... Before XGR, there was a uh, elite, and uh, there was elite racing. And uh, Fat Haggard is the uh, founder of Elite Racing, and we were the humble participants of Elite Racing. So when we migrated over to Star Citizen, I invited Fat Haggard to come along and be a part of it. And he is very much part of a brain of the operation, because um, he doesn't play yet. Private, uh, real life is busy so far, and that's okay. But he's here in spirit, and uh, yeah, we're thinking about him. Um, keep talking, Ty, while I look up these responses for the. Yeah, so just uh, like what it was even mentioned in chat. Yeah, go to racexgr.com. That's got all the stand comp info. It's got the rule book. It's got podcast stuff and links to like the Black Maze YouTube, right? Where that's still where a lot of the highlight videos and all that kind of stuff is going to be posted after races. Because obviously Black Maze has a pretty large YouTube channel, so we'll get really good reach yeah. there. And then, uh, you know, a calendar on there as well as that and Discord links, right? So you can just share that. Even if you are, you know, have a new person, just share them on the website and then they can go and click on Discord or social media and all that stuff. So easy peasy. I don't see any CIG name signed up, but that isn't to say no CIG member has signed up because... I mean, they may have a different nickname, but I don't think yeah. we, I, I did reach out to a few of them. Yogi Clot, for example. Uh, Yogi is part of the vehicle experience team and uses dual sticks, I think. I don't know if they were Verpals or VKBs, um, but um, he was also busy with real life. Won't be able to make at least race one, uh, but would like to race at least in some of the races. So that's uh, that's good. And I do hope we get some participation from CIG because that would be amazing i'm i'm pretty confident that throughout this series we will get some some cig participation which will be very cool i'll tell you one thing so, if, if if they win a race we're not giving them the ship back no heck no <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's I just a, that's a comment that's a consolation prize for the commentators if there they you win. go yeah i'll take it i'll take it well i'm not giving you a ship we'll have to do rock paper scissors or something yeah there we go there we go so uh, let's let's move on from the cup a bit and save some for the the following uh, podcasts. Um, hello, Steve CC. Nice that you are here as well. 
Should we talk maybe, I don't know, let's talk 317. Uh, there's been a lot that's happened. The flight changes, first of all, you know, the thing that hit us first, you know, we go into PTU and ships feel different. Oh my God, what have they done? They ruined our ships. What happened? What happened with the ships yeah. in 317? Like, like always, we get a bunch of rebalancing and changing. Uh, some getting used to different ships that were OP before aren't necessarily the cream of the crop anymore. Right <laughs> now we have... For example, the 85X is the cream of the crop in Abo. Um, I think it's fun to fly, right? So I don't, not necessarily like hating on it, but it's also too good, right? I, I would prefer there be several options right within that same performance range. The biggest thing for me uh, is some of like the boost changes, right? So boost mm -hmm. now uh, drains capacitor based on the relation oh, that you're actually using your thrusters. Remind us what the first changes were from 313 to 314. Do you remember? I oh can, man, that was going. So that was going from the old boost model, which was all like heat based, right? You basically push it, push your afterburner until you're, you know, you overheated, right? And then you couldn't. Yeah. Which I don't it, know. I actually was, didn't like that much because it was really hard to gauge. It was like all off timing and feel. You didn't have any kind of indicator of like boost capacity or anything like that. But it was it was called the afterburner first of all. Um, I think they still internally call it afterburner, even though they're trying to sell it to us as boost, which is kind of funny. Uh, but it was afterburner, and it was based on heat, right? So you would hold it down, and you would overheat. So it wasn't a boost bar or a capacitor; it was heat. And if you stood still, this is the, the the thing I wanted to mention that I thought was really interesting. If you didn't move and you held down your boost, nothing happened. You didn't heat up because you weren't inputting anything. And we lost that going from 313 to 314 when we got the boost capacitor gameplay. Now, whatever you did, standing still or moving a little bit or moving full speed or moving full speed and pitching, there was only one single rate of depletion. You know, it was always the same. And they tried to sell that to us like it was lore, like... Yeah, it's like you're activating the system, so it's always draining. It's kind of, you know, like it, it, I think they they kind of realized themselves. It was kind of silly, and people were really asking to get the new system back. So then, with that context, what happened in three seventeen? Yeah, so we got uh, to where when you hold boost, right? Instead of it just being a straight drain amount, right? Whether you're holding that boost a, a binary on off. Now it is directly affected by the thruster inputs you're putting, right? How much strain you're actually putting on the thrusters affects not only like your capacitor usage, which that part I really, really like. And it feels good already to me, kind of the state they have it in. Yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> I saw I, you wave and I was like, what is going on? The, the part that the, the part that I have a little bit of an edge right now is I think boost recharge uh, rates, capacitor recharge rates for boost are a little bit low right now. Some of the ships that before you could really take around tracks and really push it are feeling pretty boost starved doing it the same way after a lap or two. But that's the thing, so that's right? that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, but that's the thing. So, and again, kudos to CIG for being so freaking engaging with us because we noticed these changes and we mentioned them to yogi he's in the vehicle experience team uh and he, when we mentioned that it all felt a little funny he got the two dudes into our discord that are working at this directly we've got johnny and we've got apex rt uh and we mentioned our findings our findings were like you just said the drain rate was quicker, but also the regen was slower. So it's like you're, you're penalized twice and it, yeah, it didn't kind of feel right. So 
they're taking this on board. But I think it's really important to mention that what they've told us in Discord, so it's public information, uh, that they're, it's, it's, it's like they only touched three ships, the P-52. They nerfed the top speed because we mentioned it's just stupidly fast. The M-50, they fixed it temporarily by reducing the speed and I think making the rotations probably a little bit stronger math-wise so that it doesn't do that crazy pitching. And the Razor, because we had the two other Razor variants that didn't go fast. So what they did was if we had the slow Razors and the fast Razor and they kind of pushed, compressed them together, which kind of nerfed the top speed of the Razor. Uh, but uh, yeah, nerfed the top speed of the razor, but made it turn better. <laughs> yeah, it's, better, it's weird. It does it turn better because it's slower or does it turn better because it's got stronger rotation? I don't know. It's weird, but it feels good anyway. But uh, the important takeaway from this is that ships like the 350R, the 85X and every other ship you could talk about an arrow or Gladius, whatever, they haven't been touched yet. So only the ships that were touched ended up getting a little bit of a nerf in terms of, you know, atmospheric top speeds and performance. But we'll get there. Don't don't panic. Don't stress. It's really important for us to remember that we're always going to be in an in-between state with Star Citizen where something has been touched and another thing very closely related hasn't yet. And you end up with this weird situation where now the 85X is the new P52 and it is extremely fast. If you go and look at the time trial boards, every single atmospheric track, the top ship in 317 is an 85X. And it's stupid because it's not a racing ship. It's a Porsche. You know, a Porsche should a, a Porsche should go fast, but a stripped M50 should go faster, right? So we'll get there. It's uh, it's okay to remember that it isn't finished. Yeah, exactly. I just same thing. Like this is all in flux. Like people uh, like to have knee jerk reactions at things sometimes. But yeah. dude, look at this as an opportunity to try some new ships, play the game a little bit a different way for a patch cycle, like. I'm Just not trying roll to roll with the punches, X. and it's really fun, dude. No, it, man. It's actually pretty fun to fly. I don't like Get it. Get out of here, you stuck up. I, I, <laughs> it's fun I, to fly. The B fifty two was even more was more fun than the eighty five X. I think. I would probably eh, the eighty five X has the same kind of in booking most ways. The eighty five X has the same kind of booking tendency as the M fifty because of its wings behind the center of gravity, and is it was weird. It just handles awkward. It's, it goes fast in a straight line, so it's like you can go through a turn whichever way you want. You come out, you go full speed, and you lose. You, you kind of gain back everything you lost. It's awkward. I'm not saying it's unstable, but it's just it flies a little awkward, I think. And you're yeah. not, you're the sitting biggest, on the, the left, thing dude. With you're it. not you're not sitting in the yeah. middle. It's can't do the it. The biggest thing with it is visibility. Like basically half of your screen down, yeah. is covered up with dashboard yeah. and all this because it's such a big fat boy, and you're on the left, right. Whereas, uh, you know, like something like the P72, P52 before, you just have that little nose sticking out and you got really good visibility. So, I mean, I get it, but I do think it has a really interesting character that is even different like than the M50 was before. And it's kind of fun to lean into that and try to get really good with it. But I think this is a good segue into the Scorpius because I was able to fly the Scorpius yesterday. CIG has given me one so I can give it away because, you know, that's what they do. And it's absolutely amazing that we get the opportunity to give these ships away. Um, I'm giving that Scorpius away to the fastest XGR racer that... The fastest XGR racer in the Dunlow Derby, which is the CIG hosted event. Uh, tap that in on YouTube if you want to know more. Dunlow Derby. Um, 
But and anyway, by, by extra racer, he means like member of the community, right? There's no like <laughs> restriction to like you have to be some whatever, you know, right? Member no, no. of the extra community. Yeah, but- uh, I, you have to have raced with us. That that's my that that's the, the the requirement I'm putting on it because I'd like to reward the people that that hang out with our community. Um, but the Scorpius, you mentioned downward visibility in the 85x. I don't think there is any ship that has as much downward visibility as the Scorpius disregarding the Reliant because the Reliant is, you know, the bubble cockpit. But every other ship, you're, you you have dashboard in front of you. Have you seen the Scorpius cockpit? Have you sit, sat in it? I saw from your stream yesterday. I have not had a chance yeah. to sit in it yet. So oh, for those oops. that haven't yeah. seen the Scorpius, let me let me kind of paint a picture you've got an mfd on your left an mfd on your right they're kind of they're kind of floating you got the canopy above you which is glass but then everything in the middle of you so kind of running all the way from the top all the way down to your feet is glass so you can look up you can look straight ahead and you can look down compare that to something like um what's it called the bounty hunting ship the one i love so much uh with the emp the in it hawk the Hawk, thank you. The Hawk it has terrible downward visibility. It's very World War II plane. You know, you've got your crosshair, and right below the Hawk, you can't see anything. It's it's even in combat, it's a pain when you're leading your, your target. You can't see anything. But then you take the Scorpius, and oh my god, the visibility on that thing is insane. It's so good. Um, yeah. Uh, it's amazing. What do you think about Scorpius? Do you have I, any plans to fly I, it? Do I anything was, with it? I want to try it out, for sure. I just... You know, just haven't gotten around to it yet. I did hear initial things that it was really fast in Atmo, like too fast. I don't know if that's been affected or changed since it actually came out on live. I don't remember the top speed I was doing at R-Corp. R-Corp is 0.8 Gs. No, sorry, uh, forgive me, a 0.8 atmospheres. Uh, I think I was doing 300 and something, which is kind of on par with the racing ships but it handles like the rotations are relatively sluggish but it's got strong maps gotcha. so i i think it's one of those things that in app in 0g it's going to be a lot stronger than the other ships but i'm i'm clutching at straws here i'm not 100% sure on that i do like you mentioned here that it's it's quite strong uh i'm not worried about these things man all of these ships are going to get their correct balance passes in the end anyway and if there are outliers they'll get they'll get put back into into place there's no, a couple no of what I was hearing was yeah. it was like ridiculously like faster than anything possible. So that sounds like that's probably not the case. Maybe. So. Yeah. Or they fixed it. Like you said, cause we, we, I only flow flew it in the, in the live PU. So maybe that was a PTU thing. There's a couple of cool things that come with the Scorpius. You've got the wing folding animation. Of course, it's only so far in star citizen. This has always been, at least in recent days, it's always been connected to your gear. If your gear is down your wings are in a folded position for your ship and if you click the gear they everything extends there's now an added key binding in the live pu that is retract uh, i don't know configuration or something like that and this will allow you to toggle it without needing a VTOL button for something like a Reliant, for example it only works with the scorpius right now and it doesn't actually affect 
anything, I don't believe, because you can even shoot, you know, when your wings are retracted, you're shooting right through your own hull. So it's, I don't think it's a finished system or anything, but it does show at least again that, you know, they're working with these things in mind to get this all right for every ship coming in the future as well. Because there are so many ships where you want to be able to fold and unfold at your leisure. Name something you'd like to fold and unfold at your leisure, like a ship. P seventy two, P fifty two. Why trying though? to play the? If you're trying to play the will it fit game, right? The last <laughs> thing you want to have to do is squeeze up landing gear to yeah. get or put landing gear down to get the wings in. So if you can fold the wings in but keep landing gear up, you can really squeeze that sucker into a lot of things. Just one example off the top of my head, but there are quite a few ships with folding wings in some way, shape, or form that it will yeah. be awesome to have that separated out. There are other ships like the Hawk where it's not possible, right? Because, or at least let me let me say that correctly, you can't lower your gear if you're not in an folded-in state. So there there have to be requirements. But then there is the Reliant where, you know, things are connected to the VTOL button, which then also mean uh, right now you can, oh, am I saying this correctly? Your VTOL thrusters are always pointed down if your wings are flat and you, you get limited control because of it. The Talon, I think, used as a VTOL button for... Yes. Pushing the wings in and out. So it's it's not the same across the board right now. But again, shows that they're working on it. Furthermore, we have to Drake a mule, that cute little car. We spoke about it a little bit yesterday. What do you think about the Drake mule? Do you like it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it looks cool. <laughs> like, I'm excited to see how they put this thing to use with the, the, the cargo work and stuff like that. Yeah. I wanna, I'll go out there and run a little forklift, dude. Like, I have my forklift license from way back in the day. Let's go. Let's do it. Oh, that's brilliant. You're talking about real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. See, when I see the Drake Mule, it makes me, for some reason, I start dreaming about roads. We're going to get roads in Star Citizen, you know, connecting outpost to outpost. And I just imagine the sun just sat. I'm sitting in my little Drake Mule cockpit. Got some music playing on the radio. I got... A sh- you know, uh, a car full of stuff and I'm just it's, it's gently just driving across the, the, the road to the next outpost where my ship's parked. It just gets me excited. The, the little, the, the suspension of the six wheels kind of just bumping along, you know, it just, it gets me excited. Do you know if it's got four wheel steering or two wheel? Cause I was wondering I that. Yet, Does but, anybody in chat know? Let us know. Going along those lines though, like I've talked to a lot of people that later on like for their career right they just want to like manage cargo do mm-hmm. like tugging ships into port and stuff and then managing cargo stuff like imagine if cig goes to the length where you can even like pick up missions within a city to haul cargo from like say one side of art corp clear to the other but it's like limited in some way right and you're just playing like euro truck simulator in star exactly as your main crew dude but I this mean, is it cool, dude. i'm gonna be that guy again fdev promised us Elite Dangerous Odyssey is a game that you could play without ever setting foot in a ship. And it did what I, it caused what I always did with FDev. I expected too much. And I was thinking to myself, oh my God, you're going to be, you're going to get like another tag other than commander in front of your name because you're going to be able to be a grunt. You know, you're going to be able to just use a taxi and and be uh, just an on-foot individual. But yeah, anyway, to segue that back into Star Citizen, you're right. Star Citizen is going to be that game where you can do all of it. You can be that Euro Trucker and you can, yeah, you can do, oh, it gets me so excited, man. It's, can it be now, please? (laughs) I know. We got to be patient, but man, it's, it's cool to see what's coming. And yeah, talking about like 
who knows we may end up racing this thing too somebody had mentioned that in chat like we'll see how it handles dude it could be fun if it's uh like a little bit fast but it's kind of tipsy right because it looks a little bit top heavy heck that's all more more proud of the fun especially with uh the ground vehicle changes that are coming that we'll talk about in a sec like could be really exciting yeah we can do that now it makes sense to talk about it right because uh yeah we, we got a whole bunch of 317.1 changes to talk about. Uh, but one of them that is coming in the future does tie into vehicles like the Drake Mule and all the other ground vehicles. It's the updated ground physics handling. And we saw a little bit of that on ISC. And I'll tell you, I've been telling the people, like, again, in Elite, we did a lot of ground racing. I was a fan of ground racing. So people have the wrong impression of me that I don't like ground racing. It's not the case, you know. But the, the handling in Star Citizen is just not there. It just feels wrong and I don't want to get used to it. It feels filthy. And I always say, like, if we can get, like, Forza level handling, which is, it's got simulation behind it, but it is relatively arcadey that, you know, you can potentially do it with a controller. You don't need to have a steering wheel. That's the kind of stuff I'd like to see in Star Citizen. And, uh, in Star Citizen. and then we saw the ISC and we saw that little bit of gameplay on the side, you know, with the comparison. It looked like that to me, the way I saw the vehicle bobbing about, you know, on its suspension. And it, it just felt a lot like it had a lot more fidelity to it than what we have now. Not so stiff, not so arcadey, but more simulation like with the correct amount of bouncing and everything. You're a motocross driver, like you, you, you know how it all works with the suspension and preloading and all that crap. So, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on, on the whole ground vehicle physics thing that's coming? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much in the same mindset as you. I don't want like eye racing or like rock mm -hmm. crawling simulator level physics. Yeah. I understand that's not that's that's way too high to achieve. But if we can get a good in between where we have a really good physics system that's believable, I'll be really happy. Those changes that they previewed, they looked they looked good. It didn't look perfect yet. There was obviously still some weirdness, but it definitely looked like a big step in the right direction. Yeah, and I'm just stoked that they're they're going towards that because. Eventually down the road, I got my Ranger coming in my motorcycle. Yeah, real good. For those that don't know, what is the Ranger? <laughs> that is the uh, that is the uh, Tumbrel motorcycle. So it's the cool. Which one space do you motorcycle have? With the different variants, I have the pledge for the RC. Which is that? That's the racing variant. So oh, we'll yeah, see RC how race. that goes. Yep. Yep. So my favorite looking one of the three is the one with the the cases on the back. The kind of more. Uh, what is it what would you like off-roady kind of looking That's, one yeah almost like a little little hauler cargo like a little uh what's it what's it called when you if you had like a dude like delivering like pizzas or something no, right you'd just be like, did ah, you have ah. to go there <laughs> did you have to go there All it's, right, got I'll take it. it's got pizzas on the back it's perfect Hey man, let me take a quick uh, a quick minute to shout out everybody that's listening and watching. Um, we've got a whole bunch of you here right now, and it warms my heart to see that w this is uh, the very first episode of XGP, the Extreme G podcast. For those that don't know, we do XGR, Extreme G, Extreme G Racing, and the Star Citizen universe, and we've been doing it for a while, and we're starting a cup, and uh, you'll be able to watch that right here on Twitch. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for being here to listen to us rant about all things Star Citizen and racing. Hope you're having a good time. If you do have questions or comments, please do just write them in the comments or join us on Discord and talk to us there about whatever is on your mind. And uh, yeah, just a big warm welcome and a big, big thank you. Going back to these, yeah. 
Go, no, go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Going, I was going to go back to 317.1 because you had a couple of things that you wanted to talk about, I think, in terms of graphics optimization and stuff like that. Yeah, so uh, I haven't had a chance to test this yet because I haven't gone into the planets, but uh, we did have, was it Speed yesterday saying he went on Hurston with some storms practicing and it was significantly improved. So they were doing optimization for planetary, uh, large planetary storms. Because before, I don't know if a lot of people in 317 and oh, and even in the past, the storm has really tanked your frame rate. So that's going to be a really nice change for some of our tracks where storms are really prevalent, like Snake Pit, like Lorville Gateways. Uh, they also, like, this is not racing related, but having done, like, quite a few bunker missions lately, they did a fix for, like, the invisible silent turrets that would shoot you when you try to go to, like, a bunker mission. They're, like, blowing up your ship, but okay. you can't hear it or see it. Yeah. So that's, see, that's a nice change. Shame on me, because to date, I've been here now, what, a year, I guess, close to, I have done a single bunker mission, one, like, way back in the beginning with Black Sky Legion, and... I got to make time to go on foot, but I'm always that dude just want th that just wants to sit in their ship, but I got to go and do this because there's boarding missions as well. Right. Like, yep, uh, yep. like the, no, I don't mean the 890 jump, but isn't there like scavenging ship missions where you got to go board ships and do stuff. There's like uh derelict stuff Derelicts, and everything. Yeah, and those can yeah. even have like, they, those can even have baddies at them as well too. So you'll be going scavenging, but also possibly fighting some baddies there also. Yeah, but it's fun, man. It, it was super kind of glitchy before. Pretty often, the NPCs would be kind of potatoes, so yeah, it was more like just go in, shoot dude that's kind of glitching there, stuck in place. Mm -hmm. Now, unless the server's really tanking, like those NPCs are freaking deadly. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. So three seventeen point one. I've only ever done any of the Invicta stuff, and we can talk about that. So. I, we, we had a little community get together yesterday. Again, that's open to everybody. Um, just keep an eye on the discord. We put all our events, uh, on there. This was pretty impromptu. Uh, I was going to go and travel from our corp where our clubhouse is to Orison where Invictus is. So I said, Hey, let's all get together and do some formation flying. Uh, we had, uh, infused your bro in the 600 I taking formation lead. And we had Luigi in the 400 I and a bunch of other little chips just hovering around it uh, as we traveled together and tried to quantum jump together, which, uh, still seems to be a bit of a struggle. But so my experience in 317 in terms of graphics has been pretty poor, but that's because I've been in Orison, you know, and Orison has a tendency to be poor. And I think especially now with Invictus, um, even when I put volumetric clouds off, it's still pretty, uh, pretty poopy. Um, so it's probably not the best benchmarks to go off. Um, but let's have a little chat about all the Invictus stuff. What have you done so far with Invictus? I think limited the same, same as I. Yep. Correct. So we, uh, we flew from our court, but when I was there, I will say real quick on that graphic side, mm -hmm. my, I was doing lap after lap after lap at the club track and my frame rate was primo buttery yeah. smooth yeah that's right but yeah we, we went there and we uh had some shenanigans along the way we toured uh toured invictus we saw a dude lose both of his hands and then he was punching with his stumps i mean it was just it was hilarious <laughs> shenanigans <laughs> oh my gosh so uh let's do a little summary of invictus invictus is uee navy showing their muscle right uh celebrating everything to do with the Navy and showing off ships and it's in a different location every year. This is my first Invictus because I joined right after Invictus. I remember going to, and this is in my first or second white play elite video. 
uh, I went to New Babbage and I was blown away and I saw that the Invicta stuff was still set up at the Expo Center, but it wasn't open anymore. Like I was literally a day or two late or something like that. And I was like, whoa, look at the, the, the statues and the clothing shop. And it was amazing. Uh, but I never got to experience it properly because people said, yeah, you just missed it. Uh, so now we can. Um, and it's on Orison for the first time. You take a special shuttle there, right? They go to a special new platform. So what's the deal with this platform? It's new, right? Yeah, both actually talking about there's yeah. been multiple new platforms added. Yeah, which... starting with the, the, the Expo thing. The, yeah, the so Invictus new, Expo. New Expo Center, big old platform with big conference halls inside, right? Kind of what we saw like for events before at New Babbage. So multiple halls and upstairs and downstairs with plenty of room to display ships and do ads and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Very, very cool though. Yeah, it's it's very much like IAE. For those that don't know, uh, that's my experience anyway. It's just uh, cycling through all the manufacturers and showing, out, showing the different ships. Uh, reminder, you can rent them for free, so definitely tag the ships when you're there uh if it lets you and uh and tag them and you get them for free i don't know what the duration is for the rent but um at least you can fly them so and they're all military ships and that is awesome then there is the the whole nine tail stuff right or uh, let's start with the the ue stuff actually so we've got the flyby the bengal flyby now tell me ty what is a Bengal? <laughs> is it like one of the big javelin ships or because I'm not sure. So a Bengal is the big giant carrier. It makes a javelin look like a little baby. It's right. OK, absolutely massive, massive, massive. So what it was the rem remember Xeno threat and you would go to land on it and hand in your stuff. What was that? I think that was a javelin, wasn't it? No way. No, javelin I'm, I'm, was I'm bad to... javelin is small. It was a Bengal. Wow, dude, I'm bad to ask about this because I. <sighs> so that's I the recall. cool thing, right? Star Citizen. There are so many ships and there are so many yeah, sizes. Yeah, yeah. And I remember coming into Star Citizen and not knowing any ship. And now I'm pretty good at identifying just from a, a profile, you know, like uh, uh, what kind of a ship is what. Um, but now we've got javelins, which are bigger than a hammerhead, if I'm not mistaken. But we've yes, got bangles and that UEE thing. Maybe that's a bangle, but if it isn't there anyway lots jericho oh yeah that was kind of like jericho, space station. that's what that's it is it. Yeah, yeah 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 uh thank you Numi. uh and then we've got the bangle i don't know we probably need to google a bangle at some point but um yeah it's supposed to be huge and it tours the major spaceports right space stations yeah yep yeah. uh and if you can like you can google the size comparison right it's like super massive so it's like base crew of like 900 people or something like that just to run a, like a skeleton crew so it's an absolutely huge freaking ship all right so quick correction says, quick correction jericho yeah. is not a ship it's a space station mm. continue but anyways that the that was the ship that we saw recently in that uh Toronto video right with the big giant turret on the bottom they just one shot the uh the hercules a2 star lifter that's that's a that's a bengal carrier are you sure so yes all right, there you go. For those that haven't seen the Tirada little gif, that was a very spectacular, and you should go look it up. I don't know what to type in. It's on Reddit and everywhere else, but it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, okay, then moving on to the, the dynamic event. This time it's a Ninetales one, 
And it's very easy to quickly dismiss and easy to miss even because I don't think it is advertised the same way Invictus is because it isn't necessarily a part of Invictus. Uh, but there are two new platforms on Orison that you can go to during, but also when it's not during uh, the Ninetail event. And it is an on-foot first-person shooter experience where you've got, I understand it, two platforms. The first one is PvE with a comms relay where if you shoot people, you're going to get naughty, naughty crime stat. But if you go to the other platform, it's free roam. There's no comm link. You can go PvP and have fun. You can loot stuff. You know, it's just... Uh, Kai was saying this yesterday, right? The, the map, the size of those new platforms are huge. Yeah, it's uh, like we we didn't even necessarily yesterday when we kind of did our little tour. I think we only went to the first platform, right? And I so don't we went know. And we, I don't yeah, know. I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure it was the first one because we were uh, at least I was always in uh, with the relay going on. Right. I could always see that. So, so I'm pretty sure we didn't, because I think you have to take a taxi, a little space taxi cab off to the second platform as well. I don't think you can walk there. Right. So here's some context. We went there uh, with the group, with the, with the gang, and I went up a lift, an elevator. I was at the top. Suddenly I looked over and Osasha's and everybody else is laughing their ass off. And I'm like, where are they? Where are they? I look over across the, the skyscraper or whatever, the tall building I was on. And you guys were at a completely different skyscraper. So I tried to go down and get to you. And I just got completely lost. Couldn't find you guys. No idea how to get to you. You said you might have wandered across a bridge. But this is just to give a, a you know, a, a kind of context to how big that place is. Like, it's it, it's massive. Um, and it's, it looks messy for those that don't know. It's, uh, like everything's turned over. There's corpses on the ground, you know, there's been like a battle, but I don't know the lore or context behind the story that's happened there. So I can't really comment on it unless you can. Uh, yeah, I don't know a lot with what, like it's right now the state it's in without the nine tails events going on. It's supposed to look like the nine tails event kind of thing has happened. Right. So mm -hmm. nine tails is like a pirate pirate organization. Right. So yeah. do lots of scummy stuff like that. Terrorist kind of stuff. And then um, I, I forgot to mention, uh, Osashis, the the other part is, of course, the Javelin tour for, for Invictus. So the Javelin is going across the ports as well. But what I learned today, may, I don't know if you know this, it doesn't dock at Port Olisar. It goes down to Orison. It actually flies down into uh, Orison and docks up with the, the, the space penis that comes off of the space station there. And it, it docks <laughs> up <laughs> to the side because I noticed that today. Um, when I was flying around doing some Dunlow Derby Pisces action, uh, suddenly the, the javelin comes in and ETA three minutes mentions in the chat that it is the UEE Warhammer, which is the same javelin that was in the Xenothreat event, which is pretty cool when you think about it. So I haven't done the tour yet. I still haven't seen, <laughs> I still haven't done, sorry, I'm laughing at Splend in the comment, uh, in the, in the chat. Um, I still haven't done the Invictus tour. Uh, have you? Have you been inside of a Javelin? No, and I, I've been super bummed that I missed it last year for a year. And mm -hmm. I purposely avoided it. Like, people did videos on this where they're like, you can see the whole thing. And I'm like, screw that. I want to experience. So are we person. doing this later? So I'm definitely. Uh, if we if we can time it, heck yeah. Let's, I am super let's, let's see if we can do this. And then, again, for anybody else that wants to come along, just pop into our Discord and come have fun. Uh, everybody's welcome. It's, uh, XGR is really public, you know, it's not like a, like a closed organization or you need to, we don't even really use the, the star citizen org page or anything. You're, we have one and you can, uh, 
what do you call it? You can apply to it, but it's just, we're just a big hub, right? Everybody's welcome. Yep. Is there anything else Invictus? I think we covered everything Invictus at this point, at least. Yeah, the only thing I was going to mention about those platforms is I'm assuming that they're going to stay, and I hope they do, because there's I know there's a lot of people that like doing, like, milsim testing and stuff like that, yeah. doing, like, little skirmishes and stuff. Yeah. And, like, imagine that thing like a paintball area. Like, how badass is that? And that's basically what you're going to kind of be doing with it in Star Citizen. That's so exactly... Cool. We talked about this before, right? Because you've got the uh, the floating ships in, the, 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 in, in Orson that are moving, and they've got cargo containers on top, and they make these perfect little PvP areas. But you can't do anything because it's Armistice. But these uh, new platforms are out of the Armistice, so you can use weapons. So you could definitely organize stuff there if you wanted. I was going to ask you something else before we moved on, um, but uh, my mind drifted. No worries. Well, let's move on. Um, if it comes back to me, it comes back to me. That's fine. We talked a little bit earlier about CIG engagement on our Discord and I wanted to do a pretty quick mention of something that they asked that we do. It is to create a channel on our Discord server called Feedback to CIG, um, where it is more, it's easier to find, you know, feedback on certain topics. So we've set that up. And again, you're welcome to come and participate in those. We put up topics every now and again. Uh, for example, we talked about the future of Star Citizen Racing. And we talked about all the things we want to see in it. Um, what else did we talk about? We talked about the flight performance tuning, you know, of the ships. I would like to talk about IFCS in the future. All of the things we want to see of IFCS, you know, thruster tuning, uh, disabling, rotational, coupled mode, uh, all of that, you know, removing uh, float mode from gear, you know, all that stuff. There's so much there. Um, we want to talk about GraphLeft. I know that uh, Data Machine, Diplo, everybody that hates the current GraphLeft, including myself, really would like to yank CIG a little bit and tell them that they got some work to do there. So, yeah, shout out again to CIG, first of all, and uh, an invitation to you to come and participate if you're interested in having yet another forum where you can... Uh, Make CIG listen to all your complaints. Now that's what we try to. That's what we try to avoid. And if, <laughs> no, but and if you want, like you, you know, uh, in some cases, if you're trying to balance certain things, you're trying to work out certain things, trying to see what uh, what people use and want, uh, you can get a little probably more specialized feedback towards people that use the flight model and the ground yeah. vehicle model in a different way than you know just the average person. So, so very very useful stuff probably. One of the other things that was really cool that came up in a feedback to CIG thing is like uh, how racing should look like in the future, just to come back to racing a little bit, you know, with we even talked about this today uh, with one of the CIG devs. He was he joined us in, in voice for a quick minute and we just talked about this. This doesn't mean that this would come into the game or anything, but we were just talking about what if you had a deployable Hologate. You, you don't, I don't think you were there, Osashis, but we were talking about deploying a Hologate and then you could just put a whole bunch out and people could race. But I quickly mentioned, I don't think that's the right way to do it because 
that would require that if someone wants to do any, anything at all, they have to go and deploy these things every time. I suggested instead we use a Mobi glass, like create a race manager, make it so that people can fly to a, a location, deploy a start finish gate, set a radius, fly to the next location, deploy a Mobi glass a holographic gate, set a radius, you know, and do that all around the circuit, give that track a name, put it in a database of some kind, and anybody at any point could just load up that that race. That that's what I see. But then they said we're gonna get What's it called? Um, base building at some point, right? We're going to be able to do base building. So it would make sense that you piggyback off of that system instead, where you use the base building tools. They have a name. I don't remember the name. But you use those same base building tools to deploy a racetrack. And that got me dreaming on a whole nother level. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the, the problem with having like temporary hollow gates or like ships parked here and here and there to build a track we talked about it before like it's it's cool maybe for a race day but what about when people want to come practice on their own time what about when people want to come set time trials but with their response to you to you on that with the base building then we're talking about deploying things permanently so they can come and do time trials and like stuff like that potentially which would be very very cool it doesn't need to be permanent right it could still be the same tech but for holographic stuff that you can toggle on and off or whatever but yeah it, yeah. it, it would mean that there is an editor that you could piggyback off of uh and yeah i'll take a permanent snake bit xgr track with gates and stuff i'll i'll take it <laughs> no no worries yep. i'll do it what do you know of alien week I, yeah, so I don't know much. I've been told by a lot of people that this typically happens like two to three weeks after Invictus. So I'm crossing my fingers because I have a couple of ships that I really want to get my hands on and, and may do. One of them being the Cartual, which is what just really mean? fun to fly. What, what's Alien Week? So it's like, it's like they do like a basically a week long thing where they sell virtually all the alien ships, I believe. And they also do like release a bunch of interesting lore about uh, some of the oh. alien background, the interactions, you know, all the, diff the different races of aliens and stuff like that. So there's there's lots of cool lore release stuff and there's lots of cool uh, ship cells and things like that. Uh -huh. My excitement comes from I really want to get my hands on a car to all and a band defender. So I may end up, <laughs> up doing that during that time. But also I love lore, too. So why getting that, that release with more information would be really cool. Why do you like the alien ships so much? Dude, I don't know. I just always have. I really love like the talent. I really like it's just so unique. It's like it makes me feel like I'm flying something that I shouldn't be, which <laughs> feels dirty and awesome. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I uh I can see that. I, I'm not a big fan of any of the alien ships. The only one I, I oh no, that's not <laughs> I was gonna say the mantis, but that's not an alien ship. That's just RSI. I like the mantis. Uh but uh yeah, I'm not a big fan of the alien stuff. There is some cool stuff out there, though. What are what are some things that you'd like to see in the near future in terms of racing still that CIG could do? Oh, man. I'm just I'm just uh, popping up a question in my head. And I was, I'm just curious. Like, I can think of stuff like producing autopilot zones and camera drones or what, what is there other stuff that you'd like? I'm trying to like keep it balanced between like my wish list that's probably not possible and like stuff that's coming soon. Um, I th honestly think rather than them rushing too much into like specific racer supported things, I think them doing things like this slow balance of vehicles and working that stuff and also adding more locations into the game 
which eventually we're gonna get like pyro and more systems i think that's the best thing they can possibly do for us getting us more unique interesting cool obstacles places to race mm-hmm. we can take it from there right I, in the long run i want all of this stuff right but the best thing they can do right now while stuff is still building is just keep adding cool locations and toys for us to play with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah fair enough so we talked about quite a lot, but uh, a, a big reminder again that we're doing this every month um, in the weekend after a race because we're going to be racing the cup every month. This uh, The last weekend of the month of each month is a race. And then the week after that, we'll be doing a podcast. So uh, do come back and, uh, and come hang out with us again. Uh, we're going to be recapping everything to do with the cup. We're going to look at videos. We're going to look at highlights. We're going to invite guests to come on and talk. Maybe racers, maybe uh, yeah, whoever else. We're going to look at anything that changes in Star Citizen. New patches, new versions, flight handling updates, whatever else comes our way, we'll, we'll talk about it. So if you like that sort of stuff, make sure you come back. And uh, I hope you do. Check out racexgr.com for all the information. Discord link's there, rulebook is there, Stanton Cup, prizes, everything's there. So again, that's racexgr.com. It's in the chat as well. Uh, first race is the 28th, so that's the coming Saturday. Saturday uh, coming up. It'll be on this page right here on Twitch, Extreme G Racing. Recaps are on my YouTube channel uh, because it's just easy that way. If and you're uh, if you're racing, party starts. Uh, party start begins at fifteen thirty UTC. So you got to be there before that, or at least by that. And if you're spectating, the show's going to start at sixteen hundred UTC next Saturday. It's going to be a long day of racing, and I am so so stoked for it with the heats, and then the main races, and the very first points in the championship in the cup being given away. I am I can't wait to see who will run away with it. Thirty three racers already. We're already at 10 heats. We're already at our max heats right now if we get everybody right, yeah. everybody there. That's <laughs> which right. Which is awesome. Yeah. Cuz we've got like uh like a scale for the amount of heats. There's a minimum amount of heats and a maximum and it scales depending on participants. So 10 is our max. Is that what we said? Correct. Yep. Interesting. So we're going to have 10 heats. And the way we do this is uh heats are short, so there's only two laps on most tracks, one or two laps depending on the track length. And then the main races are long and there's three races, you know, with the Olympic scoring and all that. But the heats are short. There's points to give away. Oh, man, it's going to be so exciting to see how the points are going to balance out throughout the cup. But after the first race, finally, we've done races before and there were, there were bragging rights and discord roles to be given away. But it always ended after that race. And now, finally, we're going to have a first race of something that will follow you and haunt you for a whole year. Cannot wait. It's going to be incredibly exciting. What are you planning to fly as a spectatorship for your very first race? It's going to be a Reliant. I, uh, I got my hands on a Reliant. So it did you? You did it. Of, it. It will be a pair of Reliance filming the race. Very good. Very good. Now, nah, that's the way to do it, man. Because then you can see party markers in cockpit and it all just kind of works out. I love- don't like the way it flies, but I love the cockpit. Really? So Why? What do you, you know? What it is. What do you not like it about it? It just feels kind of, uh, I don't know. 
What just you just, just you, you want to film in a racing ship is what you're saying. Exactly. I like the way racing ships feel, but they all have dog crap cockpits. So I guess it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. all good. It's all good. No, fair enough. Any closing words from you, Asashas? I don't think so. Yeah. Thanks for anybody join us join us today and anybody that'll listen to this on podcast after. And uh yeah, we'll see you next time. Yeah, big shout out. All right, with that all said then, thank you again so very, very much. Thanks for hanging out in the chat with us as well. And we will see you next month for another podcast and this week for the very first race, 07, and catch you next time. See you guys.